2: Hello and thank you so much for joining us for your ROH post show for October 5th. Holy crap, Octekker is upon us, SP3. The blessed month of Octekker following Septeker, A very, very blessed autumn that we're having if you're a technical wrestling fan, obviously. And even if you're not one, shame on you, you should be. But we are here to talk some Ring of Honor. We had... I, what I felt like was a bit of a roller coaster of an episode. And because Reg is too good for us, because Reg just like at four o'clock today said, Oh, by the way, I can't make the post show. I had to go to the bullpen early. Okay. Not even early. Let's be real. I am so thankful to have SP3 here because he always is, he's like, You know what? I got you, Kate. I've got your back. Every single time I ask him, which is always on short notice. So thank God for sp3 coming in clutch more than i can say for my beloved yankees sp3 how you doing today Uh, our
3: beloved yankees uh, you know rest in peace i i i I told you i I live right by the stadium it's quiet it's mighty quiet (laughs) I'm i'm not used to this in october but yes I am back, the substitute teacher of (laughs) FIFO. I was just on this morning bringing a mocha tint to the spotlight along with Steven Jensen. So I am back, folks. You get a whole day with the Gregory Eddy of Fightful. I
2: love it. I love it. You're definitely like the cool substitute teacher, too. You definitely have like the backwards hat and you sit on the chair backwards. And you're like, listen, I'm not like most teachers, okay? That is SB3 coming in hot. But I'm not like Mr. Age.
3: Belding. I'm not like Mr. Oh Belding's Rod, brother. Like yeah, Don't even Rod. get
2: me started on Roddy Belding. Do not get me started, okay? Because he ran off with a flight attendant and he betrayed those children who were supposed to go whitewater rafting. And we're not even going to talk about Ring of Honor. We're only going to talk about Saved by the Bell. No, that's not true. Don't, don't
3: talk- go. I have emotional trauma from these episodes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he left us hanging. He but did. No, nah, nah, that's, what, that's what Zach and them deserve. They was just going to leave Belden hanging. Like, they was just going to, Belden's been there, been through it all, de- deal with all your hijinks, all your scams, Zach, and you were just going to leave him behind for his good-looking brother just because he got nice, shiny hair, and he was trying to teach you how to kiss girls in class.
2: No, hold like, on. There's nothing wrong with blondes with shiny hair. Okay, there's nothing I, I, wrong talking with about that, him. but talking about him. it is him specific, and... Zach learned by the end of that, as he always does, okay? So I am thankful that he came out wiser for the experience because Mr. Belding is a saint, okay? But we've got a lot of goddesses to talk about. Not saints today, but my goodness, we're going to talk about Athena and Layla Hirsch. We're going to talk about TMDK. I'm so excited we get to review a TMDK match because I love those guys. Uh, Great stuff out of them and the Infantry tonight. Um, But overall, I'm here to complain on the internet, okay? Because there's a couple things we got to talk about here, all right? The first one is where are all the champions (laughs) other than Athena, who is here every single time? I said last time I think we've had more ZSJ defenses on ROH than we have had, like, world title defenses on ROH, which is not great. Um, They've made a lot of efforts of recent to put more compelling programming on TV, This was kind of like a special episode in a way because we had so much New Japan talent, not just TM, what? TMDK? TMDK, but you also had Fred Rosser show up tonight. You also had Kojima show up tonight. So there's a lot of um, fun things to kind of pull on with all of this. But at the same time, where are my champions, SP3? What is going on with Ring of Honor? We've got a newly crowned Eddie Kingston and he has yet to show up.
3: I, I am, I have kind of, I'm kind of numb to that, to that now that I, I realize that this is a whole goal in mind the goal that what it is i don't know what the goal is but i'm guessing there's a goal in mind in putting the tag team titles on the aew world champion mjf and adam cole who's currently injured i think there's a goal to put it on eddie kingston who's going to be featured a lot still in aew i think there's a goal to samoa joe still being featured and getting vignettes on aew as roh tv champion i'm hoping There's a goal to all of this because, yeah, that is a major complaint that people that are going to watch this show week to week. What I want more is kind of the world building. And we saw a little bit of that. We need more of like guys like Ethan Page talking about the the winning streak and aiming towards a title defense. I thought they did a good job of building up uh, Layla Hirsch before this title match on this show. And I think that, spoiler alert, I think that was the match of the night these two yeah. when we went out there just beat the holy hell out of each other and i was like i was like it was also smart of them to that it looked like they filmed that before collision smart smart yes do the do it's the so do do these main matches before collision it has a better response from the fan so you see some of it i just need more
2: and the other thing is it's taped. you can edit things why are we having the women's match go on first that makes no sense in the programming but it was a hell of a match and that is what we get to start off with so we are going to talk about that next um i felt like this match was everything that should be on a pay-per-view <laughs> like, this felt to me like um, it had a big match feel to it, and it's had a little bit of a build to it. And there's Maria's involvement and everything. So, the fact that this opened was kind of a bummer for me, to be honest. Like, I it definitely felt like it should have main evented, it definitely feels like it should be on a bigger stage. And here's my complaint I don't have a problem with ROH champions defending on AEW, I have a problem with them defending on AEW and not on Ring of Honor at all because there's been one champion who is here consistently and that's Athena and she never gets to defend on a bigger stage and she's freaking 40 and oh sp3 okay why are we not rewarding her for that uh but that being said like this match in particular felt like a really really great piece of her reign because it It showcased everything that she's doing so great in this reign and Layla Hirsch in the best possible way. I think this is the best we've seen Layla Hirsch since she's joined AEW. So let's talk about it a little bit here. This was a whole bunch of fun. The finish was great. We have Athena hitting the despicable knee, which I believe was a Twitter suggestion when she put it out there. So kudos to whoever that was. Uh, But my favorite sequence in this was Athena going for the O-face and Layla having it scouted and getting her in the arm bar. You know I love my Lady Techers so much. This was great. And then she transitions into the triangle choke. Athena, one power powerbomb for a near fall. I thought that could have been the go-home right there. That was like my favorite sequence in the whole thing. Um, But a really, really, really strong match. Athena's like showcasing so much more than we ever saw, kind of. And she was great in NXT, and she was great when she came in as a face. But this mix of brutality with the athleticism that we knew she had is just making for some really, really, really compelling in-ring. Matthew Hooks in the chat pointing out that I call Layla hers little lady Taz because that's what she is to me. Like, I said that by accident once because I couldn't remember her name. And now I call her that on purpose all the time because she is. She's little lady Taz to me. I adore her. Um, I'm... I'm Got into her, like, right before she signed with AEW, actually. I think Janelle's spring break, she was just out suplexing, like, 300-pound dudes. And I was like, who is this woman? Like, she's incredible. Get her signed up somewhere. They did shortly after a really, really strong opening match. And one that felt like it should have main evented. I don't want to gripe on that too much because this was awesome. I find it kind of funny that probably outside of Impact, the best women's wrestling right now is happening on the sub brands it's happening in ring of honor and it's happening on nxt let's get that cleaned up on the main roster because it's not the talent's fault it's the booking and the screen time roh we don't have the screen time limit right so good stuff in our opener what were your thoughts on what we got here
3: Oh, I absolutely love this matchup. And I think that this goes right up there with one of the better Athena title defenses that we've seen. You know, we got the two Willow Nightingale matches. You got the match with Kira Hogan in Chicago. And I think this match is right up there with those matches where it was just, it had the right type of intensity. It was very hard hitting. And you saw like the difference in their two styles where Athena is kind of resourceful and she's hard hitting. She's more of a Striker and she has those high impact moves. While Layla Hirsch is more of a counter wrestler and a submission-based technical wrestler. So, like you said, the Lady Tecker. She was uh with the reversals out of the 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 old face. That was one of my favorite moments of the whole entire yeah. match. And Athena getting the, the power bomb out of the triangle choke. These ladies just brought that type of hard-hitting style that we are more akin to seeing in like Japan in the Joshi world of stardom TJPW. So I love. That that they showed a taste of it here. And I honestly, I'm fine with it opening the show because it would kind of look strange that there's fans here and then there's fans not here because we've they've grown accustomed to that's how the ROH tapings are when you watch the show. There's going to be fans at the beginning, not so many fans by the main event.
2: Here's my issue with it. And again, I don't want to gripe on something that was overwhelmingly positive. Like this was a fantastic match. Both of these women showed out. But to my, my friend uh, at Wizards Podcast, you can follow them on Twitter. They're out of their minds, just a forewarning, but they're the best. I love those guys so much. He said it really, really well on their Monday night show, which is why, if I am a viewer trying to get into Ring of Honor, would I bother subscribing when last week's main event is Metalik and Brian Cage for no reason and all the titles are being defended on free television? that makes no sense. I'm not paying $9.99 a month when all of the most important matches are going to be happening on free TV. That makes no sense. So, even with something like this, I'm kind of like, well, if this is your main event. You're like, oh my gosh, 40. If all you know is this woman is 40-0 and and she looks like that and hits like that, uh, and you know that's going to be your main event, you probably sit through the rest of a Ring of Honor episode because of that. So, that's kind of my counter argument. That's a nitpick for sure, but I, that really resonated with me when he was like, it's Brian Cage Meta Metalik because why? Like, that makes no sense. And then you're going to have your trios on AEW, you're going to have your tag on AEW, and you're now going to have Eddie Kingston on AEW? Like, this does not make sense. So...
3: I, I get I get that or like there there should be a reason for the match that that's my solution is that there should be a reason and that you have all these guys that are good workers that you don't have time for necessarily on AEW and you have them picking up wins on Ring of Honor like a Brian Cage who's undefeated in singles action like Ethan Page who's been picking up wins you just put Scorpio Sky back on there you got Matt Talik, who has a, a reputation from outside of Ring of Honor that could have been like you could have rated a whole tournament I named enough guys that you could have made a whole tournament and determine Eddie Kingston's next challenger. And you haven't really been using Jay Lethal on AEW television. So throw him over here on Ring of Honor as well and build him up and get him some wins because obviously that's going to be the program for Eddie Kingston. Like you, you, you. Hit it over our head with these backstage segments and with Eddie mentioning it in his promo to start this show. So put Jay over here and have him get some wins. Instead of having the wins waste time on AEW Rampage, give us something to talk about because a two-time Ring of Honor world champion is back on the show.
2: Let's give him something to talk about. How about titles, 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 as the old song goes. But, hey, you know where you can find something to talk about is FightfulSelect.com. I didn't even finish my spiel in the intro because I was so excited to get into Lady Tecker versus Fallen Goddess. I really wanted to jump in. Uh, so we will remind you to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. So much breaking news coming out about um, Adam Copeland and the backstage reactions there. Contract news galore. Jade Cargill signing to WWE feels like six weeks ago when it was like 10 days ago. It's just bananas what's going on in wrestling right now so we urge you to go to Fightful Select and subscribe it's the best way to make sure that your news is accurate and you're not getting it secondhand from weirdos who don't know how to aggregate well and it also just goes to support us we're a staff of 40 people we know you go to find out the information anyway on the internet twitter is gonna have it screenshot in five minutes in but it is sincerely how we're able to support our ecosystem here so subscribe to Fightful Select we will also encourage you to subscribe to this YouTube channel and to leave a thumbs up. It helps people find us in the algorithm. So when people are like, OMG, I want to know more about Athena and Layla Hirsch. I want to see two goofballs talking about it. You got us right here. We're adorable. (laughs) We're adorable. Uh, Thank you so much. And get in those super chats if you can. No Humper Chats tonight because I don't have Humper Chat access. So Super Chats only, please. Nohumperchats.com for us. And no fun for Tyler Payne either. My goodness. We get Josh Woods coming out with Mark Sterling, making quick work of Tyler Payne, hitting him with that Tilt of Woods for the win here. Not a ton to say about it because my recap is longer than the match was, but I've said kind of week over week with Josh Woods. Love that they're building him up to be this dominant. I want to see Josh Woods wrestle because he's really good. So that's my only complaint here is I love that they're making him feel so vicious leading into what's surely a rematch with Shibata. But, like, I want to see him wrestle because he's really, really good. And he's clearly, like, unofficially in the pure division, right? We know what he's heading toward. Let's see some pure matches back on the show. We haven't seen that in a while. They're my favorite matches because I am a nerd and I love rules and I am a square. I love the Heritage Cup on NXT, I like rules, and I like time limits, all sorts of nerdy stuff going on in my brain, I like techers, and I like rules, what a fun gal I must be at parties, <laughs> but, <laughs> so that's my only complaint here, I like that Josh Woods is feeling like a contender, but I just really like watching him wrestle, so I'd like to see more than a squash at some point soon.
3: You know what to do, fellas. You want to take Kate out on a date? <laughs> Don't bring flowers. Bring a rule book. Bring a rule book. That's the, that's the way to this woman's heart.
2: Um, <laughs> and shake way. my hand because honor is real. That's it. I just want my pure rules date and just a uh, shake my hand before and after the date. That's right. And wipe your shoes before walking into the restaurant. We respect the mat here. Damn it. <laughs>
3: The mat is sacred. That's the
2: mat is sacred, SP three. That's Damn. all
3: you gotta remember. Case favorite titles: Heritage Cup, the New Japan World Champion World TV title, and the ROH
2: Pure oh, Championship. Yeah. Please give me rules and time limits. What? <laughs> what a wild, wild <laughs> evening you have with me.
3: <laughs> MC Square equals to kill a sunrise. Oh,
2: su-
3: <laughs> 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 But yes, Joshua, I I (laughs) I appreciate that there's a story here. They're, they're aiming towards something. They're building towards something. They've made it clear. It's a simple story to tell. So I'm okay with a few weeks where he just basically washes through people because we already got at the start of this story the match with Silas Young. So you need a couple of ones where he kind of washes through guys, but I do agree we are getting to the point that yeah, he needs to verse somebody of actual competition so he can have a match, especially under the pure rules so we can see that he's ready for Shabbat.
2: It would be 69 pages, A-Shock. You know me better than this, okay? You know if there's an opportunity to make a 69 joke. Exactly. That's right there. Speaking of which, how could I leave out the most important? Po- Look, Wrestle Dream was amazing, okay? Got to see ZSJ and Danielson live. Got to see Adam Copeland debut. Got to work the press room, which was super fun. Stayed at a fancy schmance hotel. Saw people I loved. It was incredible. On the way back, SP3, I ordered my Minion shirt fallen goddess herself assigns me num million number sixty nine zero zero, which looks like boobs 69 it's the best day of my life there is no that's not even hyperbolic at all okay so I might be a, a nerd okay I might like my rules and my time limits but I'm also a little fun with my 69 jokes okay but I just I'm officially number 69 boobs 69 69
3: boo 69 <laughs> the greatest number of all time ladies and gentlemen i i yeah I, I was so happy to see this i'm living vicariously through kate nowadays you got Did to you see order
2: your minion shirt
3: i i i need to i need to i need to see back I, tweets up <laughs> this is why. This is why. This is why I need. I need. I need. I. I need this. This. is fightful substitute teacher job to become a permanent position. Um. It's but <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, it's true. Expensive it back it, it, along you with know, your expect... your school and got, chalk and your.
3: I, I got twins at home, so you know you gotta you gotta You're finance, it, the finance I get um, it. Yeah, I'm stre- I'm tre- I'm stretching it, but I expect <laughs> my number to be three, 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 three. Uh, Athena, uh, when I do purchase. <laughs> When I do purchase the shirt. But yes, I was living vicariously through you with that, as well as you were there live for one of the greatest <laughs> matches I've ever seen. Brian Danielson and Zach Saber Jr.
2: Unbelievable. That match. Unbelievable. To see live. But I will say I, I watched it back because technical wrestling, much like my pure nerdness like is helped by seeing the nuances on screen so yes. it was incredible to be there live appreciated it even more on the rewatch and commentary was just a, a blast nigel all time
3: hysterical. all
2: time That's commentary
3: this performance by My nigel and moxley
2: so good so good and speaking of things that are so good how about rocky romero give this man his flowers can we rocky romero and christopher daniels here I really liked this match. I feel like we might be running to the Christopher Daniels as a former champion, well, a little bit too much. Like I would have maybe preferred to see Rocky against maybe a younger rising talent than necessarily Christopher Daniels because I don't know if you know this. He's gotten some reps in Christopher Daniels. He's got it down. He knows how to wrestle here, but not mad about this in any ways. If if I'm booking it, I might put him against a, a young rising talent Uh, because this didn't really have stakes. This was just a respect match, which they mentioned in a promo before. But for the finish, we get Rocky Romero backdropping out of the Angels wings, which always looks so great. And then hitting that rewind kick before the running slice spread. Absolutely adore this. Highlight for me, that rollout of a back suplex into the Tornado DDT. Underrated Tornado DDT Rocky Romero looks great every time he hits it. Rocky is so great at so many things in wrestling. I say it anytime he's on screen. Like I don't understand how he's so good at commentary and booking and wrestling and all of this. Like he is just like an incredible wrestling mind. And that's incredibly evident in his in-ring execution of things. And I thought this was a whole bunch of fun. This wasn't terribly long, um, but it was just a great match to have on the card. And again, to to mix up some of that new Japan talent in there. What do you think of this?
3: this was a match that i thought could have main evented if they i feel like they are not capitalizing on the fact that they have all this roh tape library because we got this promo early with them talking about their history and rocky being a former ring of honor world tag team champion daniels being you know a, a a grand slam champion in ring of honor but They did not like show us, show me, don't tell me, show me. Sometimes I would love to, if you show me, and this was the main event and you had like highlights of Daniels beating Adam Cole for the Ring of Honor World Championship or Rocky and Davey Richards bringing the ROH World Tag Team titles or something like that like if you show highlights throughout the night it feels more important and then it feels worthy of you going to the well of the former Ring of Honor World Champion Christopher Daniels just mere like what was it two weeks ago he lost to Darius Martin so it seems like too soon and this match could have been made more because of their history with Ring of Honor, they sometimes have these matches with these talent that have so much history to the promotion, and they're not really making it more than it could have. And this felt like a missed opportunity in that part. But the two guys performed uh, superbly. I thought it was a really good matchup. And I thought throughout this entire episode, this was some of like the best wrestling that I've seen on Ring of Honor in a few weeks now.
2: This was great, but you know what? They probably didn't worry about the backstory because they just had so many title defenses. Oh, wait, they don't have title defenses. Stop handcuffing Ian Rickabody, who's trying his damn best here, but we've got a couple of chats to get through. Thank you guys so much for your support. RH saying Athena is the ROH MVP every week, baby. Layla is so good. She really is. I'm so glad she's healthy and back. Let's get Athena up to AEW and run rampant. Sapatna and thumbs up to the one and only sp 3 Look, if Reg can't make it, I know who I'm calling, and it's sp 3 And not just because he is the most reliable guy in the game. Okay, he is always there to pick up the call. But we have so much fun chopping it up over here. I adore it. Um, Thank you so much for the support. And you're right. I mean, this has been Athena's show. She's made the absolute most of it. Um... And it's been a joy to see. I want her to move up, but I also fear what happens when she moves up because the rest of the show is so thin.
3: (laughs) It's really like a a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation now with Athena on Ring of Honor because they had a couple of acts that were working and they basically worked as a developmental that it worked on Ring of Honor and they brought it up to, to AEW, like the righteous, like the kingdom. But Athena is kind of the missing part part of that because if you leave her off it's like what does ring of honor have what is ring of honor after that that's why it makes me feel like they're gonna go probably longer than we think with this whole ring of honor women's title run because i don't know who they put in this position to beat her now outside of billy starks but that feels like we're a few months away too
2: billy's there we're gonna talk about it in a little bit but man they gotta start getting trish some wins because I feel like she could really, really be something special. Um, it has felt for a while like there's a bunch of people that could be contenders. It's just a matter of what one's actually gonna beat them. Like I I feel like Layla Hirsch kicking around, Billy kicking around. You had Diamante there for a minute. She went to AEW was working on a story that got scratched, but might be coming back. Like there's some missing pieces there. But I like that there's multiple contenders because she's been such a dominant champ that you kind of have to have that for any sort of believability in my opinion yeah i agree so we move on to lexi nair who's backstage with dalton castle and dalton castle is me today i have dalton castle today i was also not here for a lot of the things that happened in my day i had a very taxing day at work and i just related to him just feeling the pressure of the fans and wanting to be what the people need what they deserve and his white t-shirt he didn't even have an outfit prepared today that i had because i wore my um my sweater that looks like a 90s cup like when you go to the Very dentist nice. and it has like the wavy thing on it but he just had his orange cassidy t-shirt on out there he was Dalton castle just in a t-shirt and jeans it makes me itchy it felt uncomfortable sp3 um always a highlight when he's on screen like we talk about people that are holding roh together his name's in that conversation like Athena from the dominant champion and build that she's had 100%, but Dalton Castle feeling like ROH, right? Like that guy is ROH through and through to me. This is so much fun. And Lexi's really, really great in these. We're going to talk about her and this other role that she's developed into in a minute here. But what are your thoughts on Dalton and what do you want to see him do next, I guess, is the best question here.
3: I want to see him in some type of Title picture because he deserves It like there there's guys that You put the title on Because they're bringing something to the Show that's different that's going to Get people to watch so you want to make him One of the feature stars so I think that maybe all this Promo work and him talking about Revitalizing ring of honor and Him consistently going after And mentioning the ring of honor television Championship means that Tony Is kind of revering course because I we all, we all kind of understand the, the course was going towards Mark Briscoe beating Samoa Joe. And I think I said it the last time I was on here. The problem Tony has when he has an issue Mary is he doesn't know. Too. Yeah, he's just married to it, and he doesn't know how to go to plan B. And I think that if there is any great plan B in, in ROH right now, it has to be Dalton Castle. So I think Joe is ready to be on AEW permanently. So you could just uh, have Dalton Castle be the guy to dethrone him and feature him week to week, whether it's promos, whether it's him on commentary, whether it's him just talking to the camera and doing his entrance. Dalton Castle is entertaining. We need more of him.
2: Yeah, I thought it might have been Shane Taylor. Like, I I really thought that was where they were going. They could still go there, especially with Shane Taylor promotions reforming. I would not mind seeing a rematch against Dalton Castle, but I'll also throw this at you. Dalton and the boys defeating the Hung Bucks? I'm in. It feels to me like that's probably headed to the Dark Order. Like, that makes yeah. sense from a story perspective, but I would not be mad because, first of all, the silliness would just be rampant. Like, that would just be such a fun a fun match with the way that the Jacksons could lean into things. And with um, how charismatic and incredible Dalton is like, I I think there's so much fun work to be had there, but Dalton feels like a single star to me supported by the boys more than a multi-made champion. So I am with you on that. I hope uh, Mark Briscoe is closer. If, if he is able to come back, I hope it's sooner rather than later, because Joe's got to drop this title. And I also just like from a human being perspective and hope his health is OK, that he would be coming back sooner than later. Um, but it does feel like we are at a stalling point with where these titles are and that they are feels like ROH is just the whipping boy of, of AEW right now. It's a, it's rough. It's rough.
3: Like New Japan's like I thought that was our position, um. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, there is some story there if you did want to do Dalton Castle and the Boys versus uh the Hung Bucks because the Hung Bucks beat them the first time they won the Ring of Honor that's right six man tag team title. So you could run it back and have Dalton and the Boys beat them. But I, I I like I said I think that there's a goal to having this AEW talent have all those ROH titles. So I'm hoping there's a goal with the Hung Bucks having those titles.
2: I think there is. And I think that goal is a record breaking gate. I think that they've kind of made that abundantly clear that, like, we want the next pay per view to be the highest grossing, highest selling in ROH history. So we're going to load it up with as much AEW talent as we can. And to their credit, it's all talent that has ties to Ring of Honor. Like, these are not yeah. people that, um, Adam Copeland's not coming in here, right?
4: <laughs> <And> not <laughs> and like Jericho, then.
2: ROH TV title, Yeah. It's, um, it's all people that are, Uh, synonymous with the brand for some period or not so that much I do appreciate I just want the titles to actually be around because the thing is these are also people that work Wednesdays they're not even people that generally work Saturdays if they were people that work Saturdays you could have them defend but even with CM Punk apps it certainly feels like the Hung Bucks are Wednesday night crew
3: yeah 100 percent and i'm just hoping that they do accomplish their goal and you know f- of course fightful select the best five dollars in the business talked about the uh tony khan having a pay-per-view at the end of this De- december in new york city i mean that sounds like final battle to me so the, the report made it open-ended that they don't know if it's for aw or ring of honor so fingers crossed final battle in the hammerstein please back oh my home. gosh. back we- home
2: are we so there? Cause we are, I'm so
3: there. So there.
2: Like how there are we SP3? We're the I most am, there. I am so there. Bro, I, will, so I will, I will apply
3: for, 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 for media. Cause he, Tony Khan looks out for me when they're in New York only. Um, But, but I, this will be so strange that I would apply for media. And if I get it, because I'm so used to getting balcony seats at Ring of Honor events and just walking down <laughs> to the floor because that's how it, it used to be the wow wow rest when I was going to Ring of Honor events I spent so many events just standing next to Papa Briscoe and the whole family <laughs>
2: oh, that's uh my friends that used to go in that era have also said that like they would just get tickets and just stand cuz it was like yeah. I don't want to sit down and watch roh at hammerstein that just feels wrong so yeah um good times hopefully on the horizon fingers crossed fingers stand on
3: the floor stand on the balcony one my first event that i ever took my friend to uh it was kev i think it was best in the world 2011 kevin steen returned and he almost pushed him off the balcony good times
2: oh my goodness
3: he came he came through the balcony and we were in the way so he pushed him out uh, almost pushed him <laughs> out the way he was like oh my God Kevin Dean almost pushed me off the balcony he had a beer in his hand and stuff spilled it all over all there over it's great times great times.
2: that's a those were the days sp3 but we're gonna bring them back because we are so there if it happens and I'll tell you what else I was here for Fred Rosser and Scorpio Sky this was awesome I loved this match Fred Rosser um making his ROH debut in this era at least and Scorpio Sky getting back on programming which is good to see I felt like it was a little anticlimactic the way they brought back a former champion um so I'm glad to see him getting to shine here because I thought this match was really really good this ends with Scorpio Sky hitting a suplex and a cradle for a near fall and then ducking a rolling forearm and hitting the TKO on Fred Rosser for the win Something I really liked in this was Rosser with those Chop Lariat combinations I thought was great. Like, we don't always see kind of that aggression from him, and I really, really, really liked it here. Like, not to say he's not usually hard-hitting, but it just felt like he had some extra oomph in those tonight. Very, very cool to see him getting on uh, some ROH screen time, because New Japan talent comes around more than ROH talent does, but this was a really good match. It's actually... I expected it to be very good. I thought it was great. This pleasantly surprised me in what it brought in ring wise. They had really good chemistry. Really, really liked this more than I was expecting to. What were your thoughts?
3: I thought this was a really good matchup. You have two underrated workers, and it's kind of kind of been the theme the last two weeks with Scorpio Sky, uh, with him facing Tony Nice last week in a really good matchup, and then this week I thought that this was another really good match. And Fred Ross, their man. New Japan fans know we've been shooting in the gym with Fred Rosser since the pandemic days with the New Japan Strong because he was one of the reasons to watch it during the pandemic era he had a fantastic match with Tom Lawler which led into their strong open weight rivalry where he won the strong open weight championship and he's just brought a more aggressive style to him since working with New Japan and it's more akin to the never open weight championship style of like a Shibata, a Ishii, a Godot, those type of guys, that's the style that Fred Rosser now brings, and it's totally different from the guy that I really wasn't interested in during his time in WWE. He's a lot more interesting a worker. He is more consistent in the ring, and we saw that here with uh, Scorpio Sky. I know he is based, and now he seems to kind of have filled the role for shibata at the la dojo which is now the new japan strong uh new japan pro wrestling academy so i know that he can't come around too often but i would love to see him more because more people need to know that he's so much better than what he was during his time in wwe
2: he is and because wrestling is for everyone and also fightful is for everyone very cool that he is the first openly gay title holder in new japan as well i believe yes um and also was hysterical that they did a whole storyline with him and juice robinson where he was like i'm gonna steal your girl and i'm not even straight with tony storm that killed me i got to see that full live capital collision really really good stuff very cool to see him growing into his own and to your point holding it down at new japan academy we'd love to see it guys get in those super chats leave a thumbs up on this video if you could we got Joel coming on to talk Impact, and he doesn't have a co-host unless one of us wants to stick around because Crest is out tonight. I'm not really up to date on my Impact, but maybe I'll stick around just for him to have someone to bounce things off.
3: I, I, I might stick around. I, I'll, I'll watch Impact. I just didn't watch today's episode because you got me here. So um, I
2: I'm, know. <laughs> I'm three weeks behind on Impact, but... <laughs> Joel, come on, Joel. I mean, if you're watching right now, how you didn't call me? There have, you I go. Could had, I could,
3: I have two computers. I could have had the other computer have impact on. I could have had the other computer have
2: impact on while we're talking right now. So it's true. It, you know, it's true. There's a lot of good stuff. There's a fans revenge match. You and Tasha steals in action. So hey, if you want to stick around, I would not mind having an earlier night tonight at all. But stick around for Joel and maybe ask Joel and a mystery opponent to be named later, or a mystery tag partner to be named later. Right now it is vacant with a question mark. Uh, but in the meantime, please leave a thumbs up on this video to help people find us in the Algo and send in those super chats if there's anything that you would like to talk about. Or if you just want to tell SP 3 that he's really nice. Because he is. It's true. Thank you. He's a- nice
5: too.
2: Oh, stop. <laughs> We're so nice and fun. We're so nice and fun and pretty. All of us. Um <laughs> Speaking of nice and fun and pretty, we get Willow Nightingale, Sky Blue, and Kira Hogan defeating Lady Frost and the Renegade Ladies. Nightingale hitting Charlotte with the babe with the Power Bomb. This was a blast. This was way more fun than it had any right to be considering how chopped together it was. I do feel like While I loved the match, I have some concerns about what are we doing with Willow Nightingale, right? Like, she won the Owen. She had this incredible match at Death Before Dishonor, but she kind of can't go back to the Athena and Willow Well a fifth time. Um, She was featured prominently on the main roster, but not so much of late. Uh, Sky Blue and Kira Hogan, I think, perfect in this role. But Lady Frost, like, comes back every couple weeks and they make her feel like a big deal. And then she either has 50-50 booking with someone or just outright loses in matches like this. Uh, And the Renegades, you know, I think they're great workers, but there's not a tag division here. So it just kind of feels like they're there to eat pins. So I loved a lot of the in-ring, more than I was expecting to. I think Kira Hogan is going to blossom into a star beyond a star. We're starting to see shades of that come to life. Willow, of course, super, super over. Lady Frost, my girl, I love her so much. Um, but as fun as the match was, I'm kind of like, what is the trajectory of the ladies involved here? Because it's, it's getting a little bit muddy, I feel like, for some people who should not. There shouldn't be muddiness about.
3: <laughs> no, I, I feel like uh, we are seeing before our eyes uh, them not capitalizing on all the momentum that Willow Nightingale had this past spring when she beat Mercedes Monet and became the first ever New Japan Strong Women's Champion, then went on to win the Owen Hart Cup. And, like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like what H-Shock is saying in the chat, that is going to be, we're going to look back on that and be like, yeah, that was probably the time was her beating uh, Athena at Death Before Dishonor. Like, even though I love Athena, I love the work she's doing, honestly, the whole minion training, the ring of honor women's world sure Champ. if you're still if you're still gonna keep her on here you can she'd probably do this all without the ring of honor women's world championship oh, or she can just be off. on aew <laughs> you know because you need you need more talent that get over and look at all the talents that's getting over in the women's division with chris tatlander julia hart timeless tony storm We'll be back with this important word from our sponsors. With an important word from our sponsors, <laughs> slap those titties! Up. Give me those titties! Ah! um. So yeah, you mm. can have, a, you can add Athena to all of that, and that can be a great women's division. And so I don't understand that. Yeah, it seems like Willow Nightingale. They have the momentum is dying down before our eyes, and, and it's very unfortunate.
2: I agree and I just feel like of anybody in the world, I feel like Willow's chin is up and her tits are out and she is watching for the shoe. She deserves better than to be just like kind of thrown together in matches like this. Get my girl Willow back on screen. I kind of feel the same way about Ruby Soho. Like, she's someone who has perennially been like challenging for a title but always lose his. Like, always the bridesmaid, so never the bride. Which you can build a really great story around, but if you don't pay any of that off, She's kind of just a big loser, and she deserves a lot more than that. So fingers crossed that they get her on a better path. But we have some really, really fun work here with Lexi Nair, who is, man, is she blossoming. We're going to talk about the segment in a little bit, but even in in things like this, we've got Matthew Hook saying, Lexi is my favorite interviewer other than Renee. Man, have we seen her just week over week grow into – Such a great personality, not only in the obvious stuff with the minion training, but, like, what she's bringing out of Ethan Page and reactions in their interviews. Like, her personality is really, really starting to shine through. I absolutely love it. And she does a great job here And this little backstage with the infantry, which I thought was so much fun. The fashion. Okay? The fashion of Sean Dean and Carly Bravo. Unreal. Trisha Dora just, like, clowning around in the back I thought was so much fun, too. They were so... Silly and this, they kind of hype up Trisha Dora's match later against Billy Starks. Nice um, promo for this group that was building a little bit and then kind of halted. Um, if you know my theories on this, and I'm sure you do, let's take a look, okay? You know Charlie Day with uh, the It's Always Sunny, There Is No Carol and HR board behind? This is how my brain is working with this, okay? You got Adam Cole and MJF as your tag champs, Okay. Right?
3: Who year.
2: who has two wins over MJF? Sean Dean. Okay. Yes. Who was like on a roll in the tag division? The infantry.
3: Yes. yes. MJF That's fears true.
2: Sean Dean. So he's paying people off, clearly, to book the infantry against people that, you know, they aren't as familiar with so that they're going to lose to them because they're a little bit less prepared. This is all MJF's doing. Okay, because the infantry is a world class tag team that could absolutely dethrone MJF at Adam Cole. And with Adam Cole out, you think Sean Dean is going to give a crap about your single clothesline or your solo kangaroo kick? -uh -uh Nah, a military man, my friend, he's prepared for anything, anything. So obviously MJF is paying people off here. That's all I'm saying. I call it a conspiracy theory if you want i think it's a pretty sound one the writing's on the wall hey, so, I,
3: I heard he's a really he was a really big fan of retribution mjf and that's his whole connection to the former slapjack shane ace
2: that that makes sense honestly i can read that so i'm just saying it might be a conspiracy theory It might be a very sound one. Also, the earth is flat. No, I'm just kidding.
3: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Keep it going. Keep it going. Um, No, I thought this match was uh, was a fine matchup. I like TMDK picking up a victory because they just lost to Bishamon for the IWGP Tag Team Championships. When they shouldn't have Gato, you coward. You coward, Gato. I will pressure you. I will pressure you with the subtitles because you don't understand a word that I'm saying, but I'm going to say it in your language. Uh, Billy Club need the Red uh, TMDK needed the tag team titles. So you should have put the tag team titles on.
2: You kind of sounded like Ned from South Park. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming right for us. Uh, the match oh, was super my fun. My name much. is
5: Kane.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: We got TMDK winning with the tank buster here. Some highlights for me was the uh this was Mikey Nichols, by the way, and Shane Haste with birthday boy yesterday, bad dude Tito. Happy birthday, bad dude Tito. Uh at Ringside. Hey, SP3, you wanna hear my joke? Yeah. You wanna hear my TMDK joke?
3: Yeah. Let's what hear.
2: do you what do you light birthday candles with? What? Fire! I could never have done that with Reg on stream. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. My joke landed. I was gonna go one way or the other. Oh goodness.
4: <laughs> yes,
3: I could. It makes it funnier that I can I can totally see Reg's response. Like, okay.
2: <laughs> He'd be like, that damn white girl always talking about TMDK. That's what Reg would say. But I'm here with SP3 and he likes my TMDK jokes. Thank you very much. But in this match, there was a lot of good stuff happening. I loved the Centon fist drop combo that we get. Um, that spine buster from Mikey Nichols looking great on Carly Bravo. This was a whole bunch of fun. Glad to see them get the win. Great stuff here. Um, also just a nice showing for TNDK on an American television promotion. Like it's it's good to see that. I thought their match with the acclaimed and daddy Yes, was super fun at Wrestle Dream as well. Uh, I'm a Mass Lines stan. I'm always going to talk about that theme. It's a banger. We stand Mass Lines in the house here. Go buy the vinyl, MassLines.bandcamp.com. I think they're the best. We love them. Go we'll support. Great music. But right. this, I thought was this was super fun. Um, yeah. Good stuff. And also Shane Hayes calling uh, his power bomb the Olivia Newton bomb is the funniest thing I've ever heard.
3: Shane Hayes is hilarious. This hysterical if you, if you one would say. Watch- New yes, hysterical shade Hayes. If you watch <laughs> New Japan. Him and Zack Sabre Jr. had one of the funniest promos of the year where he tried to imitate Zach. He was wearing his jacket, trying to do an English accent. It was hilarious. One of the most hilarious promos of the whole entire year. And both guys showed out in the G1 Climax Tournament as single stars as well. So I love seeing them get some spotlight on them in the tag team division because I feel like they're probably the most underrated tag team out there. And they've kind of revitalized their stance in 2023.
2: They should have beat Ichiban. You are right. But very cool to see them show up here and get the W. I am excited to see the infantry staying in the mix, though, I will say. They get the loss here, but I thought the promo was really great. Their characters coming to life. I just think the infantry is just a really badass trio. Like it's a really, really cool common thread that all three of them have. Um, and I feel like it's gonna propel Trisha Dora in a lot of ways that she is gonna benefit from. So I am excited for that. We move along. Did I miss the Ethan Page match? I did miss the Ethan Page match. We get Ethan Page defeating Invictus Cash. And in what I thought was for a match that was like a four minute sprint or something, this was not long. Very, very well put together. Very well put together. This is Ethan Page continuing his trajectory toward a title challenge. We got a promo earlier with Page saying that Eddie Kingston should be watching him and everybody in ROH should be watching him. Uh, but he wins with the. Um, what does he win with? The headshot. cutter. Yeah. The cutter. And, yeah. They call it, I was like, what did they call it again? They call <laughs> it the headshot, but this was really nicely set up. We get a running shoulder um block on the floor, and then we get a rolling of cash back into the ring for that headshot. So some damage done, which I really like with a move like a cutter because it feels like a little bit more basic in a way. So I like some punishment being laid in before there. And that twisting suplex that Ethan Page has is fantastic. But I'm not really that familiar with Invictus Cash, and he's got a great look to him. He moves super well in the ring. I feel like in Defeat, he's someone that I want to go learn more about, which I think is the most that you can hope for from something like this.
3: Yeah, you have to try to stand out when you have this moment. And I've heard his name a bunch on the independent scene. But this matchup here was kind of like my first real look at a full matchup from him. So I was impressed and I agree with you. It made me be like, OK, let me let me see something from him when he's not in this position, when he, he's kind of given the full time to have a real matchup. But like you said, this was well put together, a part of the Ethan Page story, which once again, I like anything that it feels like we're building to something on this show
2: that part is refreshing it would be nice if the titles that we were building to were around but it does feel like talent has a direction i will mention a situation later that feels a little less direction based but ian riccobani just being one of the best commentators in the world a really good job selling me on it. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But until then, we'll remind you to get in your super chats and leave a thumbs up on this video. If you're looking for your Impact post show, Joel will be along in a little bit and maybe one of us will stick around. Maybe not. Maybe it'll be Joel and Vacant with a question mark over his head. But until then, we get Kojima and Tony Nese and what I thought was a funny little setup of what they did here. You've got the leader of the bread club in Kojima here against Personal fitness guru, Tony Nese. Uh, This was a whole bunch of fun. Backstage, we have Tony Nice and Smart Mark saying that carbs are the enemy. How dare you, sir? All right, how dare you? Kojima, quick in-ring promo here, just to remind us that he likes bread. But I cannot believe what Kojima is doing at this stage of his career from both a move execution standpoint and a... I am still so invested in this guy's standpoint. Like, he's just fantastic, and he has a Western lariat here and scores the win off of this. Post-match, Kojima is stuffing bread down Tony Nese's throat to celebrate. This is a whole heck of a bunch of fun. You're a New Japan nerd like me, so you remember ZSJ setting up a challenge defense with uh, our title defense on the way to the bathroom with Kojima. (laughs) Good stuff from Kojima. He's, he's really, really, really funny, and he just so understands um, how to make a crowd be invested, regardless of where in the world he is. Like, a New Japan crowd, to me, is very different from a Ring of Honor crowd. is very different from an AEW Forbidden Door crowd. He will just grab your attention, and uh, what better way to do that than with bread?
3: Bread Club! It made so much sense! The leader of Bread Club came out to defend the honor. Of bread, like like yo, uh, I had my friend watching the show and he like messaged me. He was like, he was like, yo, that bread costs like eight dollars and he stepped on it. Like <laughs> like he was like, he was like, that's mad disrespectful. It he is was like now I'm mad at Tony Knees, and he's a Tony Knees fan. He's like now I'm mad at Tony Knees. I want to see Kojima beat him up. So yes, I I love the setup. The only thing I would have changed is they do so often of showing us what the next match is. This was one instance that I would have liked for us to be like the. Live crowd that didn't know Kojima was gonna come out and that it made sense for him like they showed us the graphic for the matchup and then you get the crowd popping because it's a surprise for them but it's not a surprise for the people watching at home why couldn't you just put up Tony Nese in action next like that would have been fine you do you did that with multiple people on this show but you didn't put it with him because you wanted to promote Kojima was next but you didn't have to I would have liked the pop surprise pop at home but the matchup.
2: He did a week ago, SP3.
3: Also true. <laughs> also, true. also true. Uh, but yes, I, I I like I like Kojima uh picking up the win here, and I like him getting a spotlight because it felt like two years ago he was kind of closing the door on his full-time run. He had like a rivalry with United Empire and lost to Will Ospreay, and it felt like that was gonna be his final kind of big feud in New Japan. But he goes to pro wrestling Noah, gets a GAC heavyweight title reign and kind of just revitalized his career. He's getting more spots in New Japan, getting more spots in AEW Ring of Honor, love to see it. Kojima's a legend, and you love to see him get the love that he's getting right now.
2: Look, sometimes you just can't put the bread down, you know what I mean? I get it. I
3: love the bread, can't put the bread down. You're not
2: putting it down until that whole loaf is gone. That's all, that's all I'm saying. But we've got more to get through here. Stick around for Joel and a mystery partner after for Impact. But for now, we talk some more minion training with Athena, Billy Starks, and Lexi Nair. This is just hysterical work. Like, this is so much fun. It's so refreshing in an ecosystem like Ring of Honor 2, where everything is so match heavy to have these vignettes of her being a drill sergeant. Uh, the suck-up teacher's pet that Lexi Nair is in this is unbelievable to me. Like, she is just grown so much. And you have seen it, Bill's like week over week. She's been fantastic in this. Billy Stark's failing her minion training, which means she has one. Uh, more punishment that she has to go through and hazing here. I was in a sorority. I know the pain, but she has to go knock on Tony Khan's door and say, I'm Willow Nightingale and I'm a big loser. (laughs) Uh, This is so much fun. And as much as Athena is getting her props, Billy Stark's reluctantly being along for the ride with this absolute charm that she just naturally has is so much fun. At one point she turns to Lexi and is like, well, what is she to us? And she's like a mentor. And she's like, yeah, a mentor um but Lexi being like the she's so passionate and smart and nice and charismatic and Billy starts being like uh sure yeah all those (laughs) things this was just so much fun are you loving minion training as much as I am or is that something special to minion number 69 boobs 69
3: Oh, it's, it's the best thing ever. I was doing my squats during this segment because I am a minion in training and I did my squats for the entire segment because I am trying to become a great minion, just like Lexi Nair. Lexi Nair. Oh my God. I, she is the, the prototypical, uh, minion. She is what minions should strive to be. She is. And the timing of it. I love the dynamic with everything with her sucking up to Athena and being so good and finding. Following all our directions while Billy Starks is not 100 percent into this is so against her personality. And you see that through these segments. And I agree with you. They stand out so so much. It's the stuff that we we've enjoyed on AEW with Better Than You Bebe or the Team TNA at the Briscoe Farm. Those segments have been one of some of the highlights of AEW this year. And we're seeing it here with the Minion training. So I love it.
2: I agree. And Ronald Holick reminding us how healthy women's wrestling is right now. Excited for women's Grand Prix and redemption from Wrestling Revolver this weekend with the independent ROH and AEW talent, plus Veda and Renee on commentary. Really, really, really cool stuff. And it's amazing how much you can book great women's wrestling and not have to involve anybody who's racist and problematic in the process like Justin Blanchard. A uh, great match we get, though, between Billy Starks and Trisha Dora. <laughs> Really, <laughs> Starks with the full-up forearm to the top rope for Swanton, but Adora getting the knees up I thought was great, but Starks hits the star 10 and locks in the cross face for the win. I don't know how many more times I can say, hey, Trish Adora has an incredible bridging suplex, but we need to get this woman some wins. This is like week four of that. Let's get Trish Dora some wins. She should not be eating this many losses consecutively but the match was a whole bunch of fun and boy oh boy Billy Starks has no right being this good at this age she gets every aspect of this the interplay with Athena is so much fun she's making Athena happy there she might have failed her minion trading, but she at least gets the win your thoughts on this
3: and it was the perfect kind of follow-up to the minion training because we saw it at play with uh, Billy adopting some of Athena's mannerisms and then also playing off of their previous bout when they faced on Ring of Honor television and Billy lost to Trisha Dora because she was like, I shouldn't have lost to you. I shouldn't have lost to you. <laughs> it was great. It was great because she definitely had the Athena mannerism when Athena starts pouting and stuff. It was it was oh, awesome good. how, how Billy was doing it. And it's told the story of billy slowly transforming into her and that was a nice follow-up to the post-match of the athena and layla Hirsch match where athena looked like she was going to attack layla but she didn't because billy asked her not to so it's like billy's rubbing off on athena almost as much as athena's rubbing off on billy
2: it's almost like you can use matches to build out really compelling stories in ring of honor
3: Crazy. Over titles, too. It's crazy.
2: It's true. It's true. I'll tell you one thing that I think is very compelling is Lee Johnson is like growing week over week over week. I don't know what's happened over the past six weeks, but to me, like this guy is blossoming with every in-ring rep he gets. Everything that is a wrestling fundamental is looking so crisp and explosive. And everything that demands a little more athleticism is looking really great too. But to me, As established, I'm a frickin' nerd, so when I see fundamentals executed extremely well, that's right in my wheelhouse, and Lee Johnson is scratching right where I itch, buddy. But we get Johnson ducking a forearm and hitting a really great snap German suplex, my favorite type of suplex, because if you didn't think I was enough of a nerd for loving rules and time limits, I also have a favorite type of suplex. near fall this match was a whole bunch of fun um Darius Martin I feel like are you in a trio are you in a tag team or are you a singles competitor can we clear that up in the ring of honor landscape please we've seen a lot of progress in this regard would love some clarity for this guy specifically because he's really really good uh your thoughts on this match that we got
3: I thought this was the matchup that exceeded my expectations the most because I thought it was just going to be a regular fine matchup. We'll see some good work from both guys, but I thought this was a damn good matchup and both guys kind of showed what they can offer and Lee Johnson, even though he's going to take some time off, he feels like a guy that is the perfect kind of guy to be in ring of honor on the AEW roster where he's young. He hasn't really gotten the chance to establish himself on AEW television that he can become one of the guys that we look at and we watch develop on ring of honor and you that he can become one of the guys that you want to watch develop on ring of honor so i hope that when he comes back they put him back on ring of honor and he can continue his uh progression there and darius martin i think now they're trying him they're gonna be like they're like hey your 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 brother is like somewhere in his recovery hopefully so we're gonna give you now a singles run for the next Three to six months, depending on when he comes back. So, hopefully, this is going somewhere, like maybe a a Ring of Honor TV title match, something like that. That would be nice. So, it has to have some goal because you just gave him a win over Christopher Daniels, gave him over a win over Lee Johnson. It seems like we're building somewhere, but there's always the chance that next week he'll lose a random matchup.
2: So, yeah, maybe in a trio. A light skinned fella as red with, always with you now. guys with the light skin <laughs> team. Light skin, let's go. Action and let's ready go. and a light skinned black guy. That is, and you know what you they do. Know. They have the survey, y'all, uh, where they be like,
3: Is your mother or father white? Nope, gotta move on. Sorry, sorry. Um, do you have a white girlfriend? Lee Johnson, that, you're in! Ah! Come, soon come to be down.
2: a white wife. Because good for them. They love love. They're yes. off to be married. Yes. Cute. Yes. Congratulations to them. <laughs> well, we get Cole Carter, who I just don't care about. And Griff Garrison, not a fault of his own. This character is just the least 4K character in the whole wide world. But we get him and Griff Garrison versus the Work Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake, uh, versus the Iron Savages who i love and shane taylor promotions did i smush my matches together or was this a four-way am i out of my mind it was a four-way it was a four-way oh my gosh yeah, yeah. sorry i'm out of my mind yeah. uh the shane taylor
3: promotions maria's playboys there it is. um maria's
2: playboys
3: <laughs> workhorsemen wow. and iron savages
2: that's what it was thank you for reminding me that tells you how invested i am in cole carter and griff Garrison right now just not the move for me but now that I'm reading the finish, I remember better. The Savage is getting involved, leading to Bronson hitting a really nice dive onto the floor. Uh, Boulder takes Carter down and Maria threatening with the Savage sauce. I'm loving the Savage sauce stuff. It absolutely cracks me up. Shane Taylor tags in and just annihilates Cole Carter with a knockout punch for the win. I think that's why I forgot there were other teams in this, to be honest, was because Shane Taylor laid him out holy cow uh this is really really fun i'm saying iron savages versus tmdk when i need those personalities in the ring and the in ring together at some point but this was considering i couldn't recall how it actually went down now that i'm remembering was actually very fun this was a a whole heck of a lot of fun um i wish this had some sort of consequence i wish we knew the victor of this was on their way to a tag title but the tag titles haven't been around since before jay briscoe passed away so
4: yeah yeesh. Like, uh
2: your thoughts on the match though and and what you want to see out of the next tag team defense i guess
3: uh the next tag team title matchup seems like it might be on pay-per-view at uh final battle in december two months from now but uh, I think that this is all leading to the kingdom beating uh, Better Than You, Bebe, or just MJF to win the tag team titles. If we could squeeze in the tag team title match on an AEW tight of height or collision, that's the only place we're going to see it, folks. Sorry to tell you. So maybe Shane Taylor promotions, you can get them in there. And then you can have Keith Lee be MJF's partner for the night. How about that? See? See, I made it better. Instead SP3. of instead of his, this all leading to Keith Lee teaming back up with uh uh with Dustin Rose to be naturally limitless against Shane Taylor promotions. What I happened to the Shane Taylor what happened to the Lee Johnson versus Keith Lee matchup? They promoted like three weeks ago on I don't know.
2: SP three, I miss having champions around. That's why I melted off screen.
3: Oh my god, he melted. melted!
2: I melted off screen. I just miss having champions. <laughs>
3: I was like, there's only a sweater and blonde hair on the desk now.
2: My cup from the 1990s dentist office sweater. Thank you very much. Well, we finally get to our main event as a very patient Joel waits in the wigs. We get Team Lucha, 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 Lucha. Why is this the main event and why isn't the women's title? Uh, We get Crinkle Waco hitting a dive onto the floor, Missing Commander, and a Moonsault in the ring. Commander with a really nice step of Canadian Destroyer for getting the Rope Walk, of course. Shooting Star Press for the win. Uh, there are no stories for luchadors anywhere. They just go out and do spot foo. That is Reg's dream. He loves it. I like stories and rules and time limits. I like all structure. sorts of structure. And structure, I just want to know how things are supposed to work, and we don't get that with our luchadors, but this is this is exactly what it was. This is kind of like the token luchador match of ROH that we get every week. Some combination of luchadors facing each other for no known reason, except to do athletic crazy shit, and you know what? That works for some people. Not so managed much for by, me. Managed
3: by Alex Everhuntas. All
2: of them are. All of them are. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on our main event before we bring a very patient boy, and Joel like the Fugazi song. uh, (laughs) This matchup is the
3: only match that Reg will go out of his way to watch from this episode, because this seems like right up Reg's alley. This is a whole bunch of spots, and I can enjoy Ah, that. I can enjoy that, and especially when you got the base god gringo loco in there and you he's facing a whole group of of luchadors it just made it so much fun gringo loco against any luchador is just a fun matchup it doesn't need a lot of story to it you can just enjoy it It, it, as my friend jimmy macrom says you can enjoy it in a vacuum you can just enjoy it let it go and then forget about it that's what these luchador matches are here for. So I understand someone like Kate not wanting it to be the main event. Yeah. But it's a nice way to kind of close out the show. Get
2: I don't watch excited. things from in a vacuum. I watch them just from in my apartment on my couch, okay? I feel like it's weird to watch things in a vacuum. It's dirty. It's not even hygienic in the least.
3: It could be a clean vacuum, just saying. And speaking
2: of not hygienic, Joe Pearl is here to talk about it,
5: in fact. I'll let you know. I'll have you know. I showered.
2: That's like earlier a
5: earlier this week.
2: And in, in your defense, that is like a major W for, for yeah. wrestling. That's it like
5: is. A... <laughs> Don't ask about the deodorant though. I mean Oh my
2: no. Well, I know you have a toothbrush available because you stole it from me. Uh <laughs> but how was impact?
5: It was good. Uh this was a I don't want to say a maintenance episode, but I mean we've got weeks until Bound for glory. We've got about yeah. 2 weeks. So, things are getting set up, but overall, it was fine. Like there was it, there was nothing incredible out of it, but it was just a fun, easy to watch episode of Impact, which honestly, if you can give me that, I'm pretty sure I'll keep watching. Plus, well, the obligation uh, to do a post. You get show.
2: paid to do the post. post show. Show. Yeah. Yeah, you
3: know, no, no, that that, that part. That
2: part.
5: <laughs> how was uh how was the honorable ring?
2: It had its highs, it had its mediums and it had its lows. Definitely heading, like, in the right direction, but there's never any champions.
3: I thought
1: like, it was... the a
2: Bronx re- in October. No champions.
3: Don't do that to me! I'm in the Bronx right now! I'm gonna go outside. You're gonna get me in trouble. Oh, um. <laughs> <funny. laughs> but um i will say it was a really good in-ring show there was a lot of good matches on this show more good matches than we usually see on a regular ring of honor episode
2: yeah athena and layla tore it down it was an absolute absolute blast of a title match but but yeah slow and steady improvement we hope but we will see what's to come um i'm gonna hop out of here sp3 said he might stick around so wow. to him <laughs> if he wants to be your mystery tag partner or if you're gonna go it alone
5: okay i'm just gonna put this out there are you guys excited for aew ring of honor final battle at the end of uh december or the beginning of december i was
3: i was literally just talking about because i'm in new york city it's gonna be great We're gonna be back at the hammerstein it's gonna be great time oh
5: yeah i'll be the Hammerstein. okay
2: yeah sp3 right. and i are so there buddy
5: can i come too you
2: could, yeah. Come, yeah,
3: of course. All
5: right, I'm gonna crash on somebody's couch and hopefully make it through morning.
3: Give you, get you a gyro. Get you You're a not, gyro not gonna go to a. A,
2: to White Plains for impact.
5: <laughs> uh, I need to go to Las Vegas for Hard to Kill instead. You know what my plan is? If I can, okay, it's either Vegas or the Trop. So do I go to Vegas for Hard to Kill and hope that they give me some interviews, or do I go to the Royal Rumble and ask Sean? Hey, you think they'll get me some interviews? Because I'm pretty sure Sean will go to the Rumble. Uh, but if I go to if I go to Hard to Kill, well, I got to I got to go to the Sphere.
2: You know that one of those is Florida, right?
5: I
3: uh,
2: <laughs> the answer is obvious. Vegas. Florida man, yeah, go the, to Vegas.
5: Well, here's the thing: the Vegas trip is further away. Florida is closer. Florida is Florida, but Vegas is expensive.
2: Nope, you just said the deal breaker. Florida is Florida. Florida is Florida. Exactly. I mean? guess it's a little different for you than for me or sb three. I don't have rights. He <laughs> has rights, but like loosely enforced. You know what uh, I mean? Like it's a little if different. I, if
3: I
5: walk around with a with a
3: hoodie and an Arizona iced tea, I might be in a little bit of trouble. So my
5: my elders are all there waiting to die in Florida. So if anything, <laughs> I'm <laughs> we're all different there's different levels of the-,
2: the human experience ladies and gentlemen I, with that i'm out it's we got nothing i got nothing more to say
5: so, nothing's gonna top this
2: Tapping that off but uh no pressure sp3 if you don't want to stick around joel can do this on his own that was his plan but yeah uh, yeah it's up to you, I mean, do you wanna I mean, If you want to learn about he, impact if
3: he, yeah if he wants to if he wants to tell me what happened on impact and i react to there we go
5: <laughs> I, mean, I don't mind it, quite honestly.
3: <laughs> I don't want you to be alone, Joel.
5: I can always be alone. I'm I'm pretty good at it.
3: No, I know I know you could be fine all by yourself, but I don't want you to be all by yourself.
5: Well, that's fair. But um I was I going I was gonna ask you something. Oh, you're you're basically bookending your day with with uh Fightful. Look at that. Look, Look at, at that. that. I've done, I've done three streams today, and
3: two of them were for Fightful. This is the most work a substitute T-shirt has gotten since like Rod Belding. We started off the show, starting talking about Rod Belding. I'm going we'll to keep talking about it now.
5: <laughs> uh, and on top of that, the one that was most enjoyable was probably the one on your own channel. I get it. It's okay. I get it.
3: Only because I'm with the most miserable person in the
5: world. God bless. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimmy Macram ain't watching, but if he is, I appreciate you, pal. <laughs> he knows, he knows. every day. <laughs> he
3: knows. He sees Joel's name. He's like, yeah, that's what's <laughs> happening.
5: <laughs> All right, are you ready to do this? Yes, let's do it. All right, for the audio friends, here we go.